Jalen Milrow is going back to play the team where it all began for him. The question is, will he be ready for it? You are Locked On Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey again, everybody, and welcome back into Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me, Jimmy Stein, that's him, Jimmy. Jalen Milrow will be taking on the team where his whole reputation essentially started. Now, you could make the argument, I guess, his reputation started against Arkansas. But I think, really, we define Jalen Milrow to this point by the Texas A&M game last year, rightly or wrongly. So this game, to me, means even more in that regard, in the sense that you want to talk about exercising some demons because, you know, again, people reflect on that A&M game from last year and they think, oh, man, I've been so worried about Jalen Milrow. We had so many turnovers. He had so much that. They forget we won the game. We did win the game. And, um, yeah, I looked up his stats. They weren't super pretty. Uh, I can pull them up just right now. He was 12 of 19 for 111 yards. But, you know, those stats – now, he he had an interception, which he did this weekend. He also had three touchdowns. Um, And then he also had 81 yards rushing. And – those stats are eerily similar in, in the, at least in the number of scores he had and all that to uh, the Mississippi state game this past weekend. Right. And, and so it's just, uh, it's just kind of interesting to me that uh, here he's, he gets a chance now at two 30 on Saturday to, uh, you know, prove a lot of doubters wrong. Well, here's what I think is kind of funny, uh, you know, on the good and the bad side about Milrow getting his second shot at Texas A&M here. Ironically, I think if he mimics or replicates, probably the better word, if he replicates his performance against Texas A&M a year ago, minus the turnovers, that's all I'm asking. Just minus the two fumbles. Let's just take those out. Let's grant him one interception in a really tough environment this Saturday in College Station. Let's grant him the one interception. Let's just eliminate the two fumbles from last year. So his stats, his passing stats are the exact same. What was that? Uh, He throws for 111 yards, but three touchdowns and rushes for 80 yards and maybe another touchdown Uh, and only has the one interception. I think Alabama wins the game. I, I think they will win. If if he just replicates what he did, minus the two fumbles, I think Alabama can win this game Saturday. Uh, but those turnovers are what kept the game close last year, which allowed Alabama to almost lose the game. Uh, but really, that's what we need. Uh, second, you know, on the negative side here, Luke, uh, these young kids, they get bats in the belfry pretty easily. That's an old, that's an old, like, old Batman reference from – when Batman was on TV in like the 19, 1960s when I was a kid. Back when people had belfries. Yeah, Google that, kids. Uh, you know, I, I think if Milrow looks across the line of scrimmage and sees Texas A&M uniforms, you worry that he's going to melt down a little bit. That wasn't his shining moment a year ago and led to what amounted to almost a full year of people uh, worried that, that that was going to be what Jalen Milrow was going to be every week when he was a starting quarterback, although this flurry of turnovers. So uh, 
That's what I'm worried about. I'm worried about the environment, worried about their defensive line. But the kid has progressed. He plays better each and every week. And uh, and really all we need him to do this Saturday, I think, is just uh, eliminate turnovers, and Alabama's got a good shot. Yeah, I'm not muted. I'm sorry, I unmuted. I, know. Um, <laughs> I did it just in time. Um, yeah, I mean, again, I'm, I'm looking back at these stats from the game in general. Um, I, I, only 12 completions, and he only had 10 this past weekend. Of course, he only had 12 attempts, and but he only had 19 last year. Uh, and, and I would say last year was more of a pass-centric team. Now, one thing that uh, is interesting, he only had one completion last year to a tight end. Whereas I feel like this year, tight end is much more of a weapon. Uh, he had Cameron Latu last year. It, it, that was the first touchdown of the game, a 10-yard touchdown to Cameron Latu. No other tight end caught a pass after that. Um, and, you know, let's not forget. One thing – I say let's not forget, and the one thing I forgot until I just saw it. You know, we're all sort of on the Jalen uh, – uh, excuse me, Jason McClellan love train right now because he's played well these last couple of weeks. He had a fumble in that game, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't just Jalen Milrow turning it yeah. over. Four turnovers in the game. Four turnovers in the game. Three of them directly due to Milrow. But, yes, Jace fumbled in the game, and it was a big fumble. I think and they had zero. A&M. It led to an AM score. How can you be minus four and win the game? That's what so many people were, I think, you know, we're just not used to losing very much, you know, in the Saban era. And then when you lose, people get so upset and emotional. There's a lot of things about that A&M game last year where Alabama didn't lose, but they played so poorly. It's crazy that you could win a game and, and be minus four and give away takeaway. That's exactly what happened in that Texas A&M game a year ago. Uh, you're, you're not going to be minus four and win this Saturday. A&M's a much better team than they were uh, a year ago. Max Johnson is a better quarterback than uh, than Haynes King, in my opinion. Uh, and and so we, we have a, a they're they're tougher their their defense is outstanding, and uh, they can run the ball too. Le'Veon Moss at running back, really good play. Well, and I take that back. They did. Uh, Terion Arnold did have an interception in that game. I, I'd forgotten about that. They uh, they actually also uh, they had no fumbles, so uh, that uh, you know they didn't. We, they only had one turnover. We were minus three. At <laughs> minus three. Okay. With, with a new quarterback. So it's kind of amazing against a team, a power five SEC team that's not Vanderbilt. It's kind of amazing we won. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and, so, and, and by the way, Texas A&M last year, as bad as they were, they finished the season number one in the nation against the pass. Um, Milrow, I think no one threw for more than three touchdowns uh, through the air against Texas A&M last year. Milrow threw as many touchdown passes against them as anyone did all season long. Oh, that is that's very interesting. So, and again, I think if Milrow were to throw for three touchdowns this week, I think <laughs> clearly we win. So, um, Alabama wins. Alabama wins if he does that again. Uh, Jimmy, when we come back, I want to talk some odd and end stuff. But one of the things I want to talk about is something interesting. Actually, Hugh Freeze said today, and how it may affect Alabama. But right now, I want to tell everybody about game time. Again, they're not paying me to say it that way. I just like saying it that way. Game time. I'm going to be using them. 
to uh, get my Alabama Tennessee tickets this year because I got my daughter coming in town. And she's bringing a friend, a friend who's never been to a football game of any kind before. Wow, so I, cool! I know it's going to be awesome, um, and I shouldn't have to worry about buying tickets for my next event. And I'm not going to worry because I'm going to use the Game Time app. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you with killer last minute deal, all in prices. Views from your seat and the best price guarantee. Game time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. Absolutely awesome app. Game time is the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind when you purchase. See the view from your seat before you buy so you can know exactly what to expect. I'm telling you, game time is absolutely fantastic. You will want to go check it out and uh, you're going to love it because I love it. And if I love it, you're going to love it. I just feel that strongly about it. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the start of the event. And even an hour after it starts, it's the place to find last-minute seats. Find exclusive flash deals and sponsored deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. With zone deals, you pick the section and Game Time picks the seats for an average of an 18% savings. And the game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. Download the game time app, create an account and use code locked on college for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply again, create an account and redeem code locked on college for $20 off download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guarantee. All right, Jimmy, so a couple of odd and end notes. First of all, Alabama, Arkansas is at 11 o'clock. And 11 mm. for, for the homecoming? Oh, mm. my God. Atrocious. It's really bad. Um, you know, years ago, before TV had such power, Alabama could dictate time of, of kickoff. And, oh, and I remember this, too. Alabama, in the past, this just shows how crazy football has changed. But this did happen. Alabama declined TV in the past if they could not kick off at 1.30, which was – something they insisted on homecoming. But, boy, is that a thing of the past. Now, you know, it's not my line that I'm stealing here, but now when the SEC office calls and says, uh, hey, Dr. Bell, we want Alabama to kick off at 3, the president says, uh, oh, cool, p.m. or a.m. Yeah, this is a dang good point, man. Um, also, kudos to Caleb Downs, SEC Freshman of the Week. I didn't even realize this. I mean, I was so fixated on his interception. He had 13 tackles. I guess and my uh, Clint Lamb from BOL, fantastic reporter. Clint Lamb reports that that is the most tackles in a single game uh, at Alabama since Rolando McLean in 09. Wow. Yeah. That's, crazy. That's hard to believe because when you're watching it, you didn't like go, wow, what a Rolando McLean performance. What I like mostly about the fact that his stats match role McLean's is I sort of compared Jihad Rolando in the past. Now, he, he's really different. In fact, as crazy as it sounds, he's more athletic than Rolando to me. Now, Rolando was a little bigger physical, you know, bigger, more physical, slightly. But Jihad's a better athlete, in my opinion. That's why. First of all, you're talking about Jihad Campbell. Oh, I was talking about Caleb Downs. Oh, my bad. I thought you're, I thought you're, you're re- referencing how many tackles Jihad Campbell had. Okay. No, I was I talking that about entirely. You missed. I was like, why is he comparing? Yeah, Jahad Campbell did have 14 tackles. I think. Oh, my bad. See, I thought you said 14. Did you say 14? No, I said 13. It says 13 in the in the byline for um, 
for Caleb. Yeah, 13 tackles for Caleb Downs. He had five solo and he had an interception. John Campbell, uh, also a great performance, 14 tackles. 14. Half a sack and a tackle for loss. So, I mean, again, but yeah, both of them played really well. But Jihad Campbell was not named SEC Player of the Week. Uh, Caleb Downs was named SEC Freshman of the Week. Again, I think that's the second time for him. I think. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Heck, I wasn't even sure who you were talking about. So maybe, (laughs) maybe no one should ask me. That's the Um, second time. All right. Let me tell you this, Jimmy. I don't know if you've heard this because this really sort of just came across the wire. Um, Freeze was on uh, the the next round show, which is a great show. Uh, my buddy Lance Taylor and all them guys, they do a great job. Um, Hugh Freeze was on there, and he said very cryptically, "I'm going to miss playing Georgia every year." Now, my my first thought about that is, if he's going to miss playing Georgia every year, meaning they're not going to play Georgia every year, that means that. Auburn, that is. That means that we're probably going to stick to an eight-game schedule, or at least he thinks that for the for the foreseeable future. Now, if that's the case, the way this affects Alabama, I, I think Alabama's and Tennessee will be uh, a not every year thing. Now, if it were up to me, I would play Tennessee every year and not Auburn because Tennessee doesn't give me anxiety 365 days a year. Auburn gives me anxiety 365 days a year. So I'm that's me. I know that's not going to happen. I know what's going to happen is the Iron Bowl, which is the greatest robbery in just about all the sports, is going to continue to be played. And honestly, that's what should happen. But it's going to be weird if Alabama and Tennessee don't play each other every year and Auburn and Georgia don't play each other every year. That's going to be very, very odd. And I do hate, you know, when amidst all this change in college football, NIL, uh, you know, transfer portal, which Chris Childers for some reason said today, that's the greatest thing that's ever happened to college football. I think that's yet to be determined, guy. I mean, let's let's chill out for a minute. Um, but and now uh, all this uh, conference realignment, you got Texas and Oklahoma coming in. I'm not sure losing Alabama, Tennessee, Auburn, Georgia is worth all that. I, I mean, that's just me. I think it's just you. I, I'm uncomfortable <laughs> with all change. I'm uncomfortable with all change. I don't like it when, like, network TV shows a show on Tuesday and then they move it to Thursday. I'm shaking Ooh, I'm my fist. You. I'm shaking my fist at the clouds when that happens. Like, don't change things on me, things that I like. And do I like rivalry games? Yeah, it sort of helped create the sport as a whole. And now we're losing that all in the name of Chase and Money. So, I think I'll be very sad when Auburn doesn't play Georgia, just like when Alabama doesn't play Tennessee. Uh, I agree, Luke, with your take on that in terms of if you freeze accidentally said that, let that slipped out today that that Auburn wasn't going to play Georgia uh, every year anymore. Uh, that, that means Alabama's not playing Tennessee or Alabama's not playing LSU, not every year. But I, I do think that this rotational schedule is good in the sense that we'll be playing these games every other year. I mean, apparently that seems to be the plan is that you play everyone in the league once every two years. Uh, I also won't be shocked, Luke, if we go to nine SEC games, even keeping just one permanent opponent and the other eight rotate. Uh, That's not going to surprise me either. But uh, gosh, uh, these rivalry, I mean, 
you know, it's one of the worst Fansville commercials, but when the, the, the mascot's getting on the bus and he's breaking up with his girlfriend and, and he says, you know, hey, conference realignment's bigger than the both of us. <laughs> and she's like, what do you mean? We're not playing each other every year anymore. And, uh, there's some realness, you know, to that satire. And, uh, yeah, it'll be sad when, uh, when, when that's the case. It's more of the NFL occasion of college yeah. football. And, and here's, the, here's what I say about that. And here's, I guess, the bright spot. The NFL has never been more popular. I, I mean, especially now that Taylor Swift is a part of it. Um, <laughs> That's true. But uh, so the NFL has never been more popular. And, you know, the other day, it the the Browns were playing the the Baltimore Ravens and, and the, the Colts were playing one of them not too long. Like they've all been mixed around and moved around. You've got the L.A. Chargers. Uh, I still call them the San Diego Chargers like every time. They've been there a long time now, and I still call them the San Diego Chargers. But they got the L.A. Chargers. That hadn't really affected anything. Um, you got the Las Vegas Raiders. That really hadn't affected anything. Here's what really stinks about about losing those rivalries, Luke, is this. I mean, I like the NFL. I know you do, too. We we, we watch a lot of NFL. I'm gonna watch, you know, we all watch NFL, and I I'll, love I'll it. But one thing that's special about college football is when Auburn plays Georgia, that's a big deal. When Alabama plays Tennessee, it's a big deal. Those rivalries mean so much. There are rivalries in the NFL. I can name some, like Bears versus Packers, Cowboys versus Commanders, used to be the Redskins. Uh, all those things, there are rivals in the NFL, Falcon Saints. But it's not Georgia versus Auburn. It's not Alabama versus Tennessee. It's not Kansas versus Kansas State or or I'll tell you a game that's going away. Oregon versus Oregon State's going away. Washington versus Washington State. These games are probably going away. Uh, that's outrageous to me, and 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 it does feel like we're becoming a mini NFL. And there, there's one more sign that okay, disappearing rivalries because that's the NFL. The NFL has interdivision games. You know, you play everybody in your in your division twice, and I guess you can call them rivals. But Panther fans don't wake up in the morning hating the Buccaneers. They just don't. No, I'm with you. I mean, and the Bills and the Dolphins, yeah. and and that was a, a 48 to 20 uh, blowout or 21 or whatever it was, blowout. And they play again later, and if the Dolphins win, it's, it's just a wash. It's not that big of a deal. It's just not. And, uh, you know, the Niners and the Cowboys play, I think, uh, either Sunday or Monday night, and they were touting it as like this, this all-time rivalry. And I'm like, it's, it's really not, though. I mean, it's fine. They've had some moments, but it's really not. I don't think they've played since the this like, like 1989 NFC Championship game or something. I, I, I don't know. Uh, but, you but may be off. I love, the, I love the NFL for what it is. And I love college football for what it is. But they're changing college football into something that resembles more like the NFL. And I guess it's just going to be me and you shaking our fists at the clouds and telling the kids to stop you know, to get off our lawn, you know, in terms of the old guys wanting how it used to be. But, uh, but hey, it's still great. And, and as much as we talked about the NFL's never been popular, college football doesn't have Taylor Swift coming to the games, but the ratings are huge. TV ratings are up. I, I, and I'm looking up stuff all the time. I saw somebody say the other day how much they hated college game day. They don't watch it anymore. None of their friends watch it. It's no good. It's too much this. It's too much that. So I Googled and I looked it up. 
three weeks ago, more people watch college game day than at any game day since 2010. So college football ratings and, and all that go with it are up, and we don't even have Taylor Swift at the games. That was what I was going to say next. If I'm Nick Saban, you know what I'm doing? I'm like, what does it take to get Taylor? Who does Taylor Swift want to see Alabama play? That's <laughs> I'll make that happen. Um, all right, Jimmy, when we come back, I'm going to talk a little uh, recruiting stuff because I think there's some good news out there in terms of what Alabama didn't lose uh, this past weekend in the form of any potential decommitments or whatever. So I uh, do need to tell everybody now about bird dogs. I'm wearing bird dogs this minute. I love these things. They are awesome. I, I, I mean, I'm in Ohio wearing bird dogs right now. They're awesome. They feel fantastic. So they make, make you look good. Bird dogs stretch khaki shorts are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you a truly sculpted look. Bird dog shorts do the exact same thing as Lululemon, but fit way better. And trust me, I have some Lululemon shorts. Yes, I do. They fit way better than regular shorts that are made of stiff, restricting cotton. Bird dogs fix this issue by inventing cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki, but stretches so you get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement. Bird Dogs uses anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long. Bird Dogs are functional for any occasion, golf, date, evening, out, pool, workout, whatever. Look, go to birddogs.com slash college. That's birddogs.com slash college or enter promo code college at checkout for a free Bird Dogs water bottle with your order. That's birddogs.com slash college for a free water bottle at checkout. You won't want to take your Bird Dogs off. We promise you. Please go check them out. Birddogs.com slash locked on college promo code locked on college if you want to go that route too. All right, Jimmy, finally some recruiting stuff. You know, um, Auburn had a bunch of uh, Alabama dudes in like Jeremiah Beeman, Caleb Odom, Ryan Williams. Um, but it sounds like your buddies over there at Own Three and some other services have caught up with those three in particular. And all three have basically reaffirmed their commitments with Alabama. And they're like, yeah, it's a cool atmosphere. And it was a cool atmosphere. I mean, give Auburn credit. They, they put on a show. And they did a great job. And, they, you know, they do a good job of getting Cam Newton and Charles Barkley to show back up and SUNY Lee and whatever. They do a good job of that stuff. That's great for them. Um, but in the end, I think what you do is you can take uh, what these kids say right after that. Um, it's kind of like going on a great first date. And you're like, man, I you can be the one check back with me in three months and she's texting you like hey can you uh, pick up dinner and you're like oh my god i just passed the restaurant you know i mean ch check back with me after that so i feel like um most of these kids have reaffirmed that they are going to stick with oh, and she writes a whole album about you and you uh you regret the whole thing <laughs> yeah there was a, a i think her name's courtney mckinney that i follow on uh on twitter she yeah, uh, i know she had a great line. She was like, man, the breakup album for Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift is going to be fire. And uh, I agree with that. But um, <laughs> anyway, uh, you know, I think we can feel pretty good about the guys we have. And at this point, you know, with as many commitments as Alabama has, that's what you're trying to do. Hang on to what you have. Of course, we're still going to go after Solomon Williams and some other dudes. And Thank QB Reese. By the way, let me throw this in there about QB Reese, the linebacker from, from Ramsey that some people say is committed, some people say in, whatever. I do a scoreboard show on Friday nights, and Ramsey played uh, Auburn High School this past weekend. That's a 5A versus a 7A, and Auburn ended up winning 
Uh, but, it, you know, I think Ramsey had some turnovers, and, and it was very, very close. Ramsey's good, really good. And we had the Auburn play-by-play voice on. And I, I asked him, you know, on air about QB Reese. He said, that dude was everywhere. He said, yeah, he, <laughs> he's, not, he's not exactly the, uh, the biggest, you know, guy or whatever. But he said, he, he's everywhere. Every time there was a tackle, I was like, and QB Reese, and QB Reese, and QB Reese. He said he was everywhere. So I'm pro Alabama taking QB Reese. There's some folks out there who's like, he's only a three-star. I just feel very good about him. So anyway, I just had to throw that in there about him. And um, yeah. it reminds me of Red Morgan. I mean, I know that's a yeah. different position. Red Morgan's going to be a, a nickel uh, corner or maybe a safety. And QB Reese is a linebacker. But uh, they, they remind me a lot of each other in terms of how impactful their presence is, uh, no doubt. But, uh, yeah, uh, recruiting is, is going really well. Look, when these kids go on these little brief visits, there's a visit high they get on. It's why it's never a good idea to interview these kids when they're on someone else's campus, while they're on that campus, or even right when they get home from a visit. Uh, we call it in the industry a visit high. It just means, hey, they had a great time, and who wouldn't have a great time on these visits? So, of course, they're going to talk up what they just experienced. You need it to die down over two or three days, reestablish the, the communication with the other school. And uh, it does appear that Alabama's talked uh, some of these kids off the Auburn ledge, but that's that's typical of every year. And uh, I, too, look forward to the uh, Taylor uh, Swift, Travis Kelsey breakup album and uh, and her smash uh, single uh, ends up. You're not my homie. Oh, no. That's good. Or she would say 86, number 87. <laughs> All right. That's Things are tight. And... All right. That's going to do it for today's podcast. We'll be back tomorrow with more Locked on Bama. Until then, roll tight, everybody. Roll tight.